All right, as I mentioned before the break, we are excited to announce that we're going to be giving you the chance to win home game Blue Jays tickets all season long right here on Blair and Barker, whether you listen to the radio or you catch it on our podcast. And um, all you have to do is text the correct answer to our baseball trivia question. The text number, of course, is 590-590. And today's question to win one of four pairs of tickets to see the Jays and Red Sox down at the Rogers Center next week this is the question. Name this former player. He owns a 316 career batting average with the Blue Jays. He played first base, and he finished his career with the Red Sox. Again, name this former player. He owns a 316 career batting average with the Jays. He played first base, and he finished his career with the Boston Red Sox. Text the answer to 590-590 for your shot to win. One of four pairs of tickets to see the Jays and Red Sox down at the Rogers Center next week. And uh, as I said, we will be giving away Blue Jays tickets all season long on on Blair and Barker. You can win whether you're listening on Sportsnet 590, the fan, watching on Sportsnet 360, or subscribing via podcast. And as always, if uh, you want to reach out to us on the text line, you can do so. 590-590 is the text line if you want to talk to us in show. Some ideas, got some questions, got some comments, feel free to uh, reach out to us on 590-590. As we mentioned, the Jays will open a three-game series against the Houston Astros tonight, 8 o'clock. Ross Stripling on the mound for the Jays against Justin Verlander. Tomorrow, it'll be Alec Manoa against Jose Urquidy. And Sunday, Yusei Kikuchi takes on Luis Garcia. What do you, you've got that look in your face. Yeah, every, every time I, it's not fair, but every time I hear Ross Stripling's name, I... Yeah, listen, bullpen's in pretty good shape going into, uh, go, going into the start. I, I'm, listen, I, I'm, as, as long as I'm going to get what I got out of Kikuchi, I'm, I'm okay with Stripling starting. Like, I, I at this point, at this point, I'd rather have Ross Stripling pitch than Hyunjin Ryu. Even if Hyunjin Ryu was healthy, I think I'd rather have Ross Stripling. That's fair. So I'm not worried about Ross Stripling against, against Justin Verlander. Again, things have lined up nicely for the Jays. The bullpen is not overworked. The closer certainly isn't overworked. I, I like the way things are setting up for this this run of games. I think this is, um, you know, when we look back on when this whole, whatever, however, however many it is, 13 games or whatever that's left against the, the Yankees, Astros and Red Sox, when it's done, I think we're going to look back at, uh, I think we're going to look back at the, um, at that, that Fenway park series and the way Charlie used his bullpen, the way Charlie, Pete and John and everybody involved used their bullpen. And, we are going to say that that was it's too early to have a turning point in this season, but I think it's absolutely, it's absolutely vital in these series, Kevin. First of all, I think you have to win the series. I, we've talked about this. I truly do think the Jays have game planned this out, win the series, win the series, win the series. I mean, they're eight and five right now, taking that approach, essentially winning yep. the series. Um, but I just think that, if this thing 
goes well, we are going to look back at the way that bullpen, the bullpen came together in Boston, and um, you know, and, and we're, we're going to say that with that, that was absolutely important. A- expectations in the offseason were that this team's going to contend for a championship. To do that, you have to have good starting pitching. For me, right now, they can match up with most rotations. That's they got three legit guys, all right-handed, yep. who can match up against other teams. Top three. I'm okay with with Barrios and, and Manoa and Gosman matching up with anybody else. And what you get from Yusei Kikuchi, I don't know. If I want to. I don't want to say that's a plus. No, but, but but I think he's he's gaining some confidence. The, the, he's playing with sort of some house money here. He's a fifth guy. They're making some tremendous changes. Mm-hmm. He got, he got a, a decent paycheck. Uh, yeah, it's a little easier for him to come to PD now and go, I'm moving, point. I'm moving on the rubber. I'm changing everything I was thinking when I was in Seattle and I'm going to give it a try. It's, it's easy. That's a really good point. It's easy to sell a guy on something like that when you've already committed to him, right? You've already committed the money and the, and, and given him security. What if I stink? That'd be the first question out of my mouth if I was you saying yeah. I, I hadn't signed three year thirty six million. I'd be well, pity. I'd be why, what if I stink at it? I'm trying to get paid, to support my family. I'm not going to be doing that. I know that other thing worked at least first half of the season. Sure. Had a little dead arm. Second half I had it coming into spring training. But uh, yeah, it's uh, and again, I, I, sometimes we may we may give Petey too much credit, but proof's in the pudding. Uh, it's happening. Like it's. It's right in front of you, and the the confidences he's gained from his last start, just the finish. That's all you got to look at. He did it with authority. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to be joined by Carlos Baerga in the second uh, after eleven thirty. So I want to do uh, Barker's back leg bits in a few minutes, but I also wanted to ask you. Pardon me. By the way, I'm not the only one with allergies, am I? No, okay, I, I have it. Good. Too. Yeah, it's been brutal. Anyhow. Yeah. Um, I lost my train of thought. Oh, no. Uh, I wanted to ask about Alejandro Kirk's work behind the plate now that we've seen him in this extended run of games as a result of Danny, Danny Jansen's injury. Uh, been pretty good, hasn't it? Yeah, they've lined him up against the, the with the right people. Uh, they put, you know, when he's catching, they're they're having pitchers on the mound that can... hasn't been a mess. You haven't really noticed a drop off, have you? No, he looks he looks quick enough behind the plate. Yeah, I always look at a, at a at a good catcher get get a pitcher through a tough time. Runner on third base with with one out. Does that pitcher feel confident enough for you to bounce a breaking ball in front of the plate? Seems like they are. Seems like that's his strength is the ball down. Yeah. Uh, he's he's lower to stature, like you know. And the wider he gets, he uh, he doesn't have to go and and move around as much. Uh, for me, it's about hitting. He hits. He'll play good enough defense that Blue Jays fans aren't going to notice. And and P. Walker raves about him. I've had numerous conversations with Petey saying that's the last thing you need to worry about. He's a hitter first guy. We're going to line him up with the, mm-hmm. with the pitchers that we think he will have success with, that won't expose what he doesn't do well. Elevated fastball is not his thing. That's not. Zach Collins catches the ball up better than he does, and that's why you're seeing when they match up certain pitchers, that's that's yep. the way they're going to do it. But he starts hitting. He starts doing things with his lower half. I personally think he needs to work on his weight a little bit more. I mean, there's no other way I can say it. Right. You want to be an everyday guy? Take care of your body. Do it better. You will. Your bat will be quicker. You know, it, it'll it'll fall in place the way you want it to. You won't have to work as hard off the field to get your body ready to perform on the field. And 
right now, all systems go. Well, you're okay with him behind the plate, I think. Yeah, I, I as I said, going into this, he'd only made, I think, 48 starts behind the plate. Um, I'm, I have no doubt everybody I know, including people who I trust implicitly, tell me that the hitting's there and the hitting's going to be there. So I don't have any problem with that. But I admit I was a little bit of a skeptic about it how he would be behind the plate. And I've been, I've been pleasantly surprised. Like I haven't, I haven't noticed the absence of Danny Jansen defensively. Other than you say the, the shaking off, uh, you could tell he's done his homework off the field with Petey and and Danny Jansen and everybody that has caught certain people that, yeah, he's putting the right fingers down. And again, I, the only thing you notice as a catcher is they don't shake off a ton. The pitcher right. doesn't. And, and you don't know, and, if you don't notice the catcher defensively, that's a good thing. And big spots. Big spots. How, how does he do? Is, is he a calming person behind the plate? You know, he's not, even when the, the, the pitch comp thing doesn't work, right. does, it, does it look like there's chaos? No. He did. He called timeout. He went out there. They, they calmly took care of it. Let's not get all crazy. It's not a big deal. I know I'm a I'm a baby when it comes to numbers, my age, but I've been there and done it enough that I know that it's okay. We'll figure it out. I, I've I've done my homework. I can put the fingers down. It's okay. We'll we'll figure those kind of things out. Rake. That's why you're in the big leagues. Get hits. He's doing that. Hey, you know what time it is? It's time for Barker's back leg bits. De lado, Kevin Baker. El envío saca batazo de fly profundo al bosque derecho, cuadrangular bestial para Kevin Baker. We said Barker's bits, not Baker. It is indeed Barker's back leg bits. Here's here's the theory, here's the idea behind this. Every morning I'll send out a a tweet and we'll just say DMs open for Barker's back leg bits. It's a chance for you, the listener or the viewer to send in a question for Kevin Barker. It can be about anything, mostly about baseball. But if you want to get involved in some Barker trivia, you can as well. I thought we, had, we, had, we should have had uh, Justin Grimm on when, uh, when, the, when the A's were in town. He's younger than me. He went to your school. He went to Virginia High, right? He did. Yeah. I just thought of that. We should, should have had him on. We could have had Barker trivia. But he is younger than you. Yeah. Do you have a jersey hanging up in your high school or anything like that? Like, have I, they got I'm, a... not, I'm not sure. I would think, though. No. Oh. No. There's not, like, a little Barker there corner? May, there may be. I just I don't know that. You're that guy that does not go back. After the bell rings in the final day of grade 12, you're not setting foot in the school. Yeah. Nope. Okay. Sorry. I'm honest. <laughs> I thought maybe you'd go back for a dig-me moment or something like that. I'm not a, I'm not a dig-me guy. All right. So it is Barker's back leg bits. Um, Joel in New Brunswick. This is a lengthy question, but I liked it. Um, He says, I love that we're already reaping the rewards of having Matt Chapman at third base. Um, With that being said, what do you guys make of how much the Jays are employing a dramatic shift this year? I think Mike Petriello tweeted the other day that they had the highest shifting percentage so far in the MLB this year. I get it when you have a large sample size for ground ball rates and also don't mind going to the four-man outfield from time to time against Gallo, Devers, etc. But I can't seem to understand why they're doing it against Connor Wong types who have a handful of big league at-bats that hit 70 hoppers right where the <laughs> second baseman should be. Uh, as a pitcher, I'd rather give up a 100-mile-plus exit velocity hit 
between Bo and Chapman than watch a ground ball get through. That should be an out. That's from Joel in New Brunswick. I had thought about that as it relates to Connor Wong. Um, you know, I mean, shifting is shifting is here to stay. We've talked about Gabe Kapler when he was, it's here, I'm sorry, it's here at least until until Major League Baseball changes it next year. But we talked about Gabe Kapler shifting in the in, in the seventh inning of a spring training game that we were at when he was managing the Philadelphia Phillies. And like he's got, I don't even know who the hell was at the plate for the, for the Jays. It was not a guy who was going to make the Major League roster. So I, I, I wonder, I, I guess pitchers now are so used to this. But I mean, if I was Jose Barrios and you're shifting with Connor Wong, wouldn't there still be kind of that thought in the back of the, Pitcher's head. But let me get. Let me get they, this guy. What are we doing? Here? They shift this much because it works. That that's that's why they're doing it. Now there there's probably numerous reasons of why it's so drastic. Is because they want to take advantage of Matt Chapman's athleticism. He can move all over the place. Has a strong, accurate arm. He can make up for you know a, a swing and bunt down the down the left field infield line a little bit better than Bo Bichette can. That's why you're seeing the drastic shift him a little bit closer to on the other side of second base. The Connor Wong thing. I, I, I was scratching my head a little bit too. An 0-2 pitch, where do you think he's going to hit the ball? Going to pull it in the hole? Probably not. He's probably going to try and go the other way. Not the greatest of hitters, but something told them that the guy on the mound throws this with two strikes. He'll probably hit it here. That's, and just so happens that that's was, what they're playing like isn't at, at not necessarily the hitter's strengths because you could argue, I don't know, maybe Connor Wong doesn't have that. But you are playing the percentages based on how the pitcher is going to approach how, that How batter. many times have you seen balls hit on a line and the guy's standing right there and you go, how in the is he no to stand right there? Yeah. They have so many people, so many smart people figuring things off the field of bat planes and, and exit velocities and pitch speeds and break on their pitch adds up to this guy's swing path. This is where the ball go in this count. All the things, and that's exactly why Louis Rivera is moving everybody around as much as they are. And you know, the, the, as I think too, Mike's nailed it. The the usage of the slider has went way up. It's went way up with the Blue Jays. Secondary pitches in fastball counts have went way up. You're doing things differently now than you would have done last year. So you set your defense up according to that. And you know, I think again. The Blue Jays, there's a sense of urgency here. We're not waiting till June to start moving people around. These games in April matter. They do. And they know they're not scoring as many runs as they should be scoring. They know Tausker's not in lineup. They know that Danny Jansen's not in lineup when he was hot. They know who's filling in. Probably not scoring a ton of runs. You need to be real good on defense and putting people in the right spots to help get the outs that they're supposed to be getting. That's, that's what it is. So it's a, it's a bunch of different reasons. Chris Gardner sent in an interesting question for you. And it's something we addressed on Blue Jay Central. We didn't talk about it earlier today. Um, but I, I guess because I knew that I'd read Chris's question from Chris Gardner. What do you make of George Springer's swings on the two strikeouts yesterday? Do you think there's something to read into it health-wise? Now, for those of you who didn't see the game, George Springer did come in off the bench. And... I don't want to get going on this thing, but George Springer didn't start because he was hit by a pitch. And 
hit on the forearm, x-rays were negative. If you're going to give a guy a day off for that, I mean, if you're going to give a guy a day off, give him a day off. I don't understand how you bring a guy in as a switch hitter or as a pinch hitter. If, if, he, if he is good enough to hit in the sixth inning, he should be in the lineup. That's the way I look at it. I, I, I didn't understand the decision. Whatever. The decision was made. Two on. Uh, George Springer comes into the game as a pinch hitter for Kevin Biggio. Strikes out, ends up going down to one knee. Second at bat, same thing, strikes out, going down to one knee. Kevin, it did not look, it didn't look like a comfortable, it, neither of them looked like comfortable at bats. Pin, pinch hitting is one of the hardest things, if not the hardest thing to do in do baseball. Do you think, though, that last swing kind of going down on the knee, which is what everybody, it's not a good look when you strike out and go down to one knee unless you're Reggie Jackson. He, well, he's drawing attention to himself about something's wrong with me. Bingo. That, that's what he's doing. I, I'm with you. If Would you, that if be you, the forearm? Could the forearm contribute to that? He, I, maybe. He's a two-hand finish guy. Two-hand finishes. Okay, explain that for well, two hand fin, Two-hand finishes means that, got a bat. that, there pre- a bat. that pressure there is on both hands. Right. Because of where your finish is going. I was a top-hand finish guy. I didn't really use my, my top hand. My top hand was along for the ride. My bottom hand was doing everything. It was the steering wheel. And he was hit. He was hit on his throwing hand, throwing a harm, which the is his right hand, hand. Okay. and that's his top mm-hmm. hand. I, me, personally, I'm not, who am I to tell George Springer how to attack at bats, but he's too aggressive on balls outside the zone. And again, this is get back to what Mike Stanton said about how much these guys are throwing secondary pitches and the guessing. Mm-hmm. See, Bo guesses a lot. Vladdy's guessing. He's in and out of guessing. Matt Chapman looked like he was guessing. He's missing balls by feet. That would tell you that you're guessing and not seeing the – you're not worried about seeing the ball out of a hand. You're trying to guess along with a guy and just – it's a breaking ball in this count, I'm a guess, because that's what the paper said before mm-hmm. I came up to, to the at-bat, and that's why you see guys missing by feet. I just think George Springer should get a better pitch to hit. He gets a better pitch to hit because he has everything that you want as a hitter. He has it. Now, it ain't when you've been in the big leagues as long as he has, you, you, you're you as good as most of these guys are. It's not mechanics anymore. You're tweaking mechanics things. Now it's about what you don't swing at. If you get a good pitch to hit, something that you know because you've been there and done it before that you can drive, because your mechanics are right and you've had the feel of that and it's repetitive, ball will come off bad the way it's supposed to. But i got to be honest, the swings that I saw when uh, the last year when he was hurt with the hip and the knee, you saw him go to his back knee a lot. Yes. He was drawing attention to it. That's Look what at I me, I'm hurt, of. I'm injured. Why would he go to a knee? With, because it's his hands, it's his arm. It's his, That doesn't make any sense to me, but... Looks to me like he's making an effort of drawing attention to himself. I don't see it. I've been hitting that in my top hand before, which would be my left hand, my throwing arm. Had nothing to do with my swing. If it, if it affected anything, it was my throws. I'd have to go a little lower with my throws sidearm. I was a, a up top guy. I wanted my accurate throws. I wanted to drive down and through my throws. I would spin it from the side because I was feeling something. It mm-hmm. was a little quicker. I was in and out of my throw. It, I was compensating for something. The hitting part of it, it's George Springer. <laughs> DB asks the question, if Stripling performs well against the Astros, does that potentially contribute to reuse extending time on the IL? I mean, I think with Hyunjin Ryu, the Jays just, they're not, 
they're not going to bring him back until until he's 100% ready. They're not they they they'll need they'll need to see some some velo. They'll need, they'll need to get some ratings on him. I mean, I know velocity's not his big thing, but you can't bring him back throwing what he was throwing the last time. I I and think in the first start, he's still at 91 miles an hour. Yeah, that's, I think Hyunjin Ryu, I hate to say it, I think right now it's almost out of sight, out of mind. He's, in, he's on the back nine. I mean, I, 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 you, you look at certain guys, and, and what are they going to look like towards the end of their career? Maybe this is what it looks like. It's the, it's the peaks and valleys, and there's more valleys than peaks because you're in the American League East, you're left-handed, you throw 88 to 91, you have to almost be perfect with location, sequencing, unpredictability, all the things that go into you being left-handed and throw 91 to a bunch of right-handed hitters in small ballparks. For me, I don't, I'm not speaking for him because I have no idea what his body feels like and injury-wise, and I'm not even going to ask. I don't, it's not, it's not, you know, it has nothing to do with how I'm going to talk about Ryu. I talk about what I see, and what I see is, He's getting towards the end of his career, and the the second and third time through the American League East, there's a book on him. If I lay off the ball in or he can't get it in there, I got you. I'm right. going to get you good because you don't throw very hard, you're left-handed, and you don't scare me anymore. So, yeah, Ross Stripling pitched well. Long long answer to that, he pitches well, he's pitching again. He pitches well the next time, he's going to pitch again. Yeah. No, I, I think They're you're... going with the hot hand. It's about winning. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, it, 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 frankly, if Ross Stripling gives you a a, a better chance of winning, and, and I mean the problem with Hyunjin Ryu is when he isn't on, you're not even competing. It puts it. It, it, it just, kills your. But he's killing bullpens. Yeah, which is the bad thing about all of this is because when you're talking about all the things that they were talking about, short and spring training, and what these guys are going through, and usage of his pitches, and and how much they want to use them, well, that's going to put more emphasis on bullpen arms that, quite frankly, you don't want to use. And we all know their names. And when he's coming in games and he's going three and a third, and then all of a sudden you're seeing Trent Thornton. who got to give Trent Thornton credit. He's made some adjustments. He's shortened up all the things that go on before he releases the baseball. He's starting to think more 12-6 and, and starting to use the slider a little bit more, and he's able to get it in the zone because he's moved on the rubber. Give him credit. Yep. But do you want to see him all the time? Nah. Then there you go. Carlos Baerga is a former Major League infielder. He's now a broadcaster and commentator. In Puerto Rico, he'll join us next. It's Blair and Barker on Sportsnet 590, The Fan 360, and wherever you get your favorite podcast. Breaking down the top stories in the NHL every day. The Jeff Merrick Show. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, welcome back to Blair and Barker on Sportsnet 590, the fan. <clears throat> Reminder that uh, we are going to be giving away Blue Jays tickets all season long, and uh, we're giving you the chance to win home game tickets right now. And, uh, whether you're listening to us on Sportsnet 590, the fan, whether you're watching us on Sportsnet 360, or on our podcast, all you will have to do is text the correct answer to our baseball trivia question. Text it to 590-590. And uh, today's question to win one of four pairs of tickets to see the Jays and Red Sox down at the Rogers Center next week. The question is as follows. Name this former player 
He owns a 293 career batting average with the Blue Jays. He played first base and finished his career with the Red Sox. Again, he owns a 293 career batting average with the Blue Jays. He played first base and finished his career with the Red Sox. Text the answer to 590-590 for your chance to win tickets to see the Jays and the Boston Red Sox at the Rogers Center. Uh, Elvin DeRosa of Milton wrote in in the text line, wants you to answer this question. This is an interesting question. We talked about Yusei Kikuchi. He said, why don't the Jays just get rid of Yusei Kikuchi's leg delay? It's a lot to ask. You already, you already told him to move on the rubber, which is a big deal. Sounds simple. That's a big deal. That yeah, creates, a lot of, a, a lot of people a will ask about it. That creates a different angle. Uh, I guess down the road when he has success and he's in a flow, maybe they'll clean it up a little, but eliminate it. This is who he is. I, I don't understand why that's a big deal to people. I've heard, that's not the first person I've heard or say that about his paws and his leg kick. What's the big deal? That's who he is. Like that's, I'm sure he's been doing that forever, right. and it's second nature to him now. That for me is not why he had dead arm or why he wasn't throwing his or overusing his cutter. That has nothing to do with it, for me anyway. All right. No, it was. Uh, I mean, it's a good question. It's but something that that you know, obviously, you notice when you first see him. There pitch. has to be a good reason a lot, to the do ja- it. A lot of Japanese pitchers do do that. There has to be a good reason to Probably. do it. I mean, I don't so much <clears throat> sell to a sell to a guy. And may I don't know. Maybe it adds to deception or something like that. I I don't know. I have wondered about it because it does seem, it seems to me as if it would just give the hitter, like once you, once a hitter knows you're doing it, it's, I would think as a hitter, it's not going to necessarily throw you off. If it's in a windup, it would. His arm movement's hard to follow where he's going. And then he has the thing because where right. you start, you get a, you, what you'd be doing if you did all that in a windup, you'd be getting a hitter starting, stopping, starting again. Mm. That's why, you know, a lot of people like a windup. Now, the, there's a lot of guys not using that because it's easy to repeat. But it's only so much you can ask a guy to change. Our uh, next guest is a former MLB infielder and three-time All-Star. He's played for the Cleveland, then Cleveland Indians, the New York Mets, the Padres, actually Indians twice, the Padres, uh, Samsung Lions, Boston Red Sox, Diamondbacks, Washington Nationals, three-time All-Star, two-time Silver Slugger Award. He is in the Cleveland Guardians Hall of Fame. And he became a bit of a uh, became a bit of a baseball insider this winter on social media. He's Carlos Bayarga. Carlos, thank you for joining Kevin Barker and myself. Uh, great to uh, great to get a chance to introduce ourselves uh, introduce ourselves to you. Um, I just wanted to ask you: it's early early days in the 2022 season and all that. But are there things or trends you've seen in the game so far that have surprised you? Well, uh, first of all, uh, thanks for uh, for having me uh, with you guys. Uh, I, I listen to you guys, uh, you know, every time that I go to to Toronto because I love to keep myself, you know, in the game. And uh, well, that's a lot of uh, changes in the game that, that that I believe that we don't we don't need to have. You know, uh, first of all, you know, the you know sliding in second base, sliding in home plate. Having a guy in second base, you know, in extra inning, um, it, 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 they try to do this, you know, to 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 speed the game, stuff like that. But I believe that's so so many changes that I that, that, 
that I don't think that they're right. Carlos, when, when you're talking about the shift and they're, they're probably going to try and eliminate that next year, I, I started thinking about that whenever you, Jeff asked you that question, you were talking about changes that need, didn't need to happen. And I was thinking to myself, if I'm used to, to all the movement around the defenses and the way I'm going to try and attack a pitcher, and now they eliminate the shift, what would that do to me mindset-wise as a hitter? Do you think next year to be easier to hit? Or there'll be a little bit of an adjustment period when it comes to where they're standing at now. I think it's going to be easier because, uh, you know, you have more space. If you see, um, uh, you know, most of the guys now, because the Chiefs, they go to the to the other side. And, and the hitters, I, I, I have to say, it's the fault of the hitter too. Because if I play in this era right now, I hit 300 every year. Hmm. Because I love to hit to the other side. I love to hit... It, it, if you watch, let me let me say to you guys two hitters, Matt Olson, the first baseman for the Toronto Blue Jays, and uh, even even Vladimir Junior, Vladimir Junior, what he do with two strikes? He don't try to pull the ball. He tried to go over second base. Hey, that's why he tried to hit the ball. So good hitters, that's what they do. They go to opposite field like Albert Pujols, you know, like like, like Miguel Cabrera, even Miguel Cabrera the second. The, the second part of his career, he went to the other side. So you have to make a judgment on that. But the hitters, they don't do it. That's why there are not too many hitters hitting 300 in the middle leagues. You know, when the year is over, you see four or five guys just hitting 300. The other guys go down. I'm I going to say something to you guys today. After Miguel Cabrera get the bases maybe today, tomorrow, the next day, there's not going to be no more 3,000 hit guys. Do you guys believe that or no? Boy, I mean, I... I uh, the only guy I, I would think that. of is Mike Trout, his age and, and the way he can hit and the people around him. That would be the only guy that I would think. But, yeah, it's the game. But, the, uh, but it's going to be it's gonna be impossible. You know what? The, the guy that's following him right now is Robinson Cano. Robinson mm-hmm. Cano doesn't play every day anymore. Robinson Cano, you know, now with the way baseball it is, now you get a hit by a pitch, you have to go to the, you know, they take you out of the game. Now you uh, you feel something in the hamstring just a little bit. You get out. We used to play like that. We yeah. used to play. I remember. I'm going to say something to you guys that happened to me in Toronto. I was I, I was hitting. I hit the ball through the middle. Robbie Alomar catch the ball in the middle, throw to first base to John Oloru. John Oloru missed the ball. The ball hit me in my mouth. All my teeth, the front teeth went down. And I keep running to third base. That happened in the third inning. I have to stay because we nobody know we don't have nobody else in the in the in the in the dugout to play second base because Alvaro Espinosa the night before put a hands really bad. So we don't have nobody. I have to stay in the game with a glass in, in my mouth, holding the you know, the blood that come down, finish the game, get two root canal in a hospital in Toronto, and the next day it was about it was uh, the Cleveland called somebody from AAA, and you know what happened? He missed the plane. So I had to play at 1 o'clock with a, with, a, with a roof open in Toronto in July. Nice. You know July is hot. Yes. So I had to play like that all night innings. We don't have players like that anymore. Yeah. You know, we they, don't have players like that anymore. I mean, yeah. I, I will be interested in seeing when they do do away with the shift. What the impact will be on on the number of the number of the number of hits we've seen a game. I mean, as you were talking, I was thinking, you know, it's hard to look at young guys 
And, you know, maybe Vladdy has a chance to hit 3,000 off of Leon. The, the first guy that comes to mind for me, Carlos, is Juan Soto. Um, yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. It, that's the yeah. first. No disrespect to Tatis Jr. or certainly to Vladdy. But you know what I mean? The first guy I think of is Juan Soto as a guy who might be able to get 3,000 hits because I think he's the type of guy that'll be able to play every day. Yeah, yeah. He's the, he's the only guy, but, 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 but remember, the first two years, he's been hurt almost three times yeah. already. So that, that can cost him a little bit. You know, after, after Robinson Cano, you know who's following him? Joey Boro and Javier Molina. And the mm-hmm. next one is Jose Altuve. They hurt right now. Yeah, they doesn't play every day. So for for uh, Joey Boro or Jose Altuve, you know the guy they get 180, 185 hits. For, for, for Jose Altuve, go to get 3,000 hits. He has to have six years with 200 hits and one more year with 100 hits. So that's gonna be impossible. So it's gonna take him almost eight years to get 3,000 hits. You know, in the Billings, and I don't think he's going to play eight, eight more years in the Billings. So that this is the toughest thing that it happened. When they put the chief, I say, man, this is one. What they're doing because it's going to be so hard now to get a base hit. I see so many bullets hitting mm-hmm. to right field, and I see their second baseman play way back over there, catch the ball, throw to first base. Now, when, when next year, everybody has to play in the dirt. So it's going to be harder for the infielder to catch a ball. So you have to really be in a good position to catch a ball in there. If not, the ball got to go through to center field. Let's see what happens. And the thing is, the third baseman and the shortstop, they, they cannot pass over the second base. They have to stay in the side. The, sec, the first baseman, second baseman has to stay in the side too. So now it's not going to be three or four players playing on the other side. In conversation with Carlos Bayerga on Blair and Barker. I have a question for you, Carlos. I had a conversation with Jed Lowry when the uh, Oakland Athletics were in town. And I was asking him, asking him about switch hitting and why it doesn't seem that we have as many switch hitters in the game anymore. And, he, you know, he was talking about how he learned to switch hit and you know, he said with part of the reason he said is with all the all the prep that goes into games now because of all the technology and all the information, he said it's hard enough to do it from one side, let alone doing it from the other. But he also made a comment about different having different triggers with his swing on each side. And he, he basically what he was saying is it's just a lot of work and a lot of parents would probably just as soon tell their kids, you know, just hit from one side, you're going to advance quicker. How, how do you feel about that as a guy who's a switch hitter? Why aren't we, why aren't we seeing as many switch hitters as we used to? Well, let me tell you something. That was the best gift that my father gave me. First of all, what he loved. That was the first thing. And the second one is the gift, you know, for me to play, to hit from both sides. I remember the day that he told me, I want you to hit from both sides because I don't, I don't want you, to, when you get to the Billings, I want you to play, no matter it's a righty or it's a lefty pitcher, you're going to stay in the lineup. He, that was the word that my father said to me, and that was a great gift. Even I was talking to you the other day, uh, to Carlos Bertrand, about, mm-hmm. you know, switch hitting. And he said, that was, Carlos Bertrand, you know what he learned? How to hit switch hits in AAA. 
in Tripoli. Wow. So he already signed, and he learned how to hit. And that was the best gift for him, looking at hit and the heavy came. Because the thing is, you're facing good writing. You know who I face from the right side that really impressed me that I always say one of the best lighters in the game? Play pitch for Toronto. They Steve. Mm. You remember they Steve? Yeah, yeah. Oh, he <laughs> yeah. was nasty. Dwayne Ward. You remember Dwayne Ward? Yes. Nasty. Those two guys, they had the, you, you can imagine to be a righty, to hit that, those kind of pieces like that. Even yesterday, I don't know, yesterday, I know you guys beat Boston, but the pitcher for, 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 for Boston, Hook, yeah. did you see the game yesterday? The slider yes. that he throws is so tough that for you to be a right-handed hitter, you have to, you know, you don't you, have a tough time. So I, I really admire, and I'm going to say something today, I really admire the hitters from the right side. They, they are 300 hitters. They win body titles. They win triple crown. Like Miguel Cabrera mm-hmm. did it. Like Albert Pujols did it. Like Edgar Martinez did it. Those kind of hitters, they're special hitters. It's no easy to hit those kind of right, right-handed pitches like that. And I say, you know, I... I said to the parents, try to get you some to hit both sides of the plate because it's going to be the best thing that's going to happen for them. And now in the business, the managers, they doing two, they, they got two lineups, one for righty, one for lefty. Do you, do you, do you know that? A lot do of you do, know yeah. that? They, yeah. So that, that's happening a lot in a lot of things, you know, and, 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 and I have to take my hat to, to Vladimir Guerrero Jr., what a great hitter he is that he can stay with those pitches like that and you know and go you know all over the place even even with the Oscar Hernandez that you know for me that those two guys are one of the best two punch in the big leagues right now. Well, whenever I was coming up, I, I was always taught. I don't know if you were taught this to always look fastball. Put yourself in an athletic position. If you're on time for the fastball, you can adjust to a, a secondary pitch. But you watch right. Yeah. You mentioned you mentioned right-handed hitters. This this day and age in 2022, with the way they're throwing sliders and secondary pitches in in fastball counts, it looks like there's a lot of guessing. Did you ever, when you were playing, yeah. did you ever guess at the plate? And if you did, or no. you know somebody that did, what's what's the challenges when you go to the plate and try and guess along with the pitcher? I the the, the first thing about hitting is. You know, you have to know the situation. That's why you have to come to the ballpark, watch the game. You know, these players now, they have TV, they have video, they have iPad that they can take home and watch the pitchers they're going to face the next day. They can watch the relievers, they can watch anybody, even in the doghouse. They have iPads. We don't used to have that. So that's an advantage that they have to us. So the thing is, why not prepare yourself? Prepare yourself what he throw with, in different situations with men on second base, with men on third base, the counts. You know, you know what's the pitch that he used to strike out? If you know that as a hitter, you're going to be prepared for that. But if you don't care, you know, who's pitching, what he throw, anything like that, you're going to have a tough time. At the beginning, maybe the talent is going to help you out. But later on, you're going to be out easy and strike out. So I believe these things, good hitters study the game, good hitters prepare themselves, and good hitters have great, great war habits to have to set. 
Carlos, it's really good of you to join us today. Thanks so much. Thank you. You got it. Go, 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 Jay. Go, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> Take care. Thank you. That is Carlos Baerga, um, longtime major league yeah. infielder from 1990. Good grief, he played a long time. Yeah, 1990 to 2005. Interesting talking about uh, switch hitters. I wonder, I mean, I look at him. I look at Beltran. I look at Robbie Alomar. Three switch hitters, all from all from Puerto Rico. Um, and it's just, it's uh, it, it's something that has, has interested me, just how we seem to, I mean, it, it's so rare now. To see to see switch hitters, yeah. For you know. me, for me, uh, when I see a switch hitter, I, I think the shift is sort of that, that's why it's it's made it real tough to because you're you're not the same hitter on both shouldn't, sides of the plate. But shouldn't limiting the shift help a switch? Not hitter? really, because you're not you're not the same hitter. Like r- right handed, you, maybe you you don't like velocity. Left hand, right, you right, love right, velocity. Right. You're going to hit the ball in certain places, and it's just very hard to to maintain. How many left-handed pitchers are in baseball? It's not as many as right-handed pitchers. No. To keep your your right-handed swing uh, big league ready, it's not the easiest thing to do. And you're and you're gonna you know you're gonna take your swings to the guy that you're facing that day. You're not gonna you're not gonna go out and, and take a thousand swings right-handed if you're not gonna face a left-handed pitcher. That for me is another thing. It's the power in baseball has made it real tough to to think that you can be productive on both sides of the plate and 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 not being able to see a guy consistently over and over you, you only get good at some when you do it all the time mm-hmm. or or most of the time and to be able to ask these guys to to switch hit and and you know go up and be dominant right-handed hitter when you face a lefty three times a week it's hard like it's and then you're trying to hit away from the shift and and over the shift and you're you know, trying to hit high to high octane velocity is not the easiest thing it was funny because when i when I talked to Jed Lowry about this, about switch hitting, and he said, you know, I've had people tell me that my swing from both sides looks it looks the same. But it's something I think you could probably relate to as someone who 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 played. He said, the thing people don't understand about switch hitting and and the reason that it requires so much time is he said, I've got different triggers from the left and right side because I'm seeing stuff differently. So even though the swing may look the same, the, the, the triggers are, it was a fascinating discussion because he was going into what, what it's like, like trying to get in the mind of a switch hitter, how you see things with, with, with your brain. Like what, 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 what are you seeing when you're standing on the left side? What are you seeing when you stand from the right side? And to have him go into the great detail about that, um, man, it's just, it, it, it's fascinating. If I hold a bat left-handed, it feels differently than I've hold a bat right-handed. Most guys have a dominant hand. Yes. If you're a switch hitter and you're not so much dominant hand is the leader and the steering wheel, yeah. it's going to be hard to, to, you know, to have a consistent approach and have whip. And for me, whenever I was hitting, I couldn't even turn around a cage and try and hit right-handed because that felt awkward of my dominant right. hand is not my steering wheel now. Right. It's yeah. just, yeah. just that thought process of that, getting through that to have a consistent swing is not the easiest thing to do. And then on top of it, you add the, the specialist and the hard throwers sure. and, and the shift. And 
is it worth it? And do they even pay people anymore to switch hit? Well, I mean, I think part of the part of the issue is, as Jed was saying, is you know, there's at the younger level, there's there's such an emphasis on getting noticed early and getting into all these travel teams and all that that it takes a commitment to learn to to take your relatively limited time and say i'm going to devote this much time to batting right-handed i'm going to devote this much time to batting left-handed to your point it is it's Kids have noticed that you got a little window. When you reach 30, it's like the new Correct. 40 in baseball. Correct. you only got so much time to make as much money as you possibly can. And if a scout shows up and sees that you try and hit right hand and you stink at it, first impression is not going to be very yeah. good. And, and it's going to hinder you from going as far as you think you can go. I, that, that makes a lot of sense. I didn't about know that. that about Beltran, by the way, picking up switch hitting at AAA. Yeah, I, the, I, I found it interesting about w- when he guesses. He said it was basically okay to guess when runners are in scoring position or runners on base don't so much do it with nobody on. So say Bo comes up in the first inning, why are you guessing? Make a whole lot of sense, does it? But if you come up in the fifth inning with a runner on second base and two outs and you know that guy with runners in scoring position falls in love with a certain pitch, why wouldn't you try and go up and guess along with him when it comes to that you put yourself in the best position i was always taught getting an athletic position as soon as you can with velocity allows you enough time to recognize a secondary pitch that your path and everything that you will do from the ground up will be where it goes and you'll have a better chance of creating backspin with a secondary pitch now you can tell it's different than that whether that's velocity the shift hitting over the shift trying to hit home runs all the things that go into whatever that is that the mindset of a hitter nowadays is and maybe that's Matt Chapman misses balls by feet. Yeah. Why is that? Are you not a good hitter? Or are you guessing? I think it's you're guessing too much. And maybe maybe they have to guess. Maybe the guys are. Maybe sometimes we try and not give pitchers as much credit. Uh, they throw so hard and their secondary pitches tunnel so much and look so much like their fastball that it's almost impossible for you to to recognize that. So you have to guess long and counts. That's intriguing. To hear a, a, a guy that's established, that's been around, talked to guys. I was a great ton, hitter. Tons of great hitter. Tons of great hitters. And I'm sure he's he's had the same comments from other great hitters. It's, it's an intriguing conversation. Do you think do you think we'll see somebody hit get three thousand hits again? It's I mean look. Juan Soto's the obvious choice. He's left handed. Vladdy, that's a little tougher. He's right handed. A lot of the pitchers he faces are right handed. Now the eliminate the shift will help Vladdy. Yes. He's going to want to use the entire field a little bit more, two strikes, choke up, have a little bit better two-strike approach. That's will be how he wins the the, the triple crown. Right. It'll be easier that way for him to do it. 3,000 hits? Are you going to get paid to have 3,000 hits? There's only been seven of them. Yeah. When, when, Korea, when, when he does it, he'll be the seventh guy. I'm just looking at – It's not the easiest thing to do, seven, and this is for 3,500. Yeah, I – I'm looking at Juan Soto's games played, too. Now, in 2018, he played 116 games. He played 150 in 2019, 20, 20, 47, 151 One guy, too, year. we overlook is Manny Machado. Manny Machado plays every single day. Manny he could be the guy, guy, too. He's a little younger. Manny Machado's another guy. younger than yep. Mike Trout. He might be the guy that the shift would eliminate the shift <clears throat> with help. That's interesting. Yeah, he, he likes right center. He likes right field. You've seen him. He's got a, he's got a level swing. Doesn't have so much that launch angle swing, but the right-handed hitters, I, 
with the power and as 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 few as times as you see see starting pitchers, it's hard. Games games changed. Yep. Yeah. Manny Machado has 1,444 hits. 3,000 hits is, 3, a ton is a ton of hits. You got to do some things right. 29. Got to do a lot yeah. of things right. Yeah, you do. Mr. Barker, thank you for doing this. That's it for Blair and Barker today. We will be back Monday from 10 to noon Eastern on Sportsnet 590 The Fan, Sportsnet 360. You can get us wherever you get your favorite podcasts. And we will be on Blue Jays Talk Sunday following the Jays-Astros game. Have a great weekend.